Welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoons and comics, and beyond. And beyond. Today, we are discussing Ewoks number two, Rites of Power. This issue was published by Marvel's Star Imprint on April 2nd, 1985. That's right. And I, so yeah. I read this one on the Marvel Unlimited app the last time I just read oh. in our, you know, the little the collection that we both mm-hmm. had. And the I have Omni to say, the parts that are drab, like backgrounds and stuff, still are drab, but the color is a lot more crisp. Oh, interesting. Was yeah. the, I got a weird question. Was the last frame really pixelated and weird? Because let's find out. You know, I was reading through and I got all the way to the last frame and I was like, whoa, what in the, what happened? Like, I don't know if it was like a, like an issue with the print for that specific page. Like all of them, all of them seem to be like lines around each print or whatever block are thin. And in this one, it's like really thick and it's really weird and pixelated. Is it that way on the, um, you're right. Really strange. There must've been some sort of when they captured that print or something, or I I don't know, but I was just like, whoa, something stood out. It does and seem like, pixely. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's it looks like they only had like a tiny, tiny image of it and blew it up. Yeah. Yes. Weird. That's exactly weird. what it looks like. Yep. Yep. And it just I didn't notice that when I was reading it, but when I go back and look, yeah. Uh <laughs> all right. So so here's some information. Illustrated by okay, Warren yeah. Kremer, written by David Manick. Uh as we've mentioned before, it's collected several times over the years, but you mm. can find this one in Star Wars Ewoks Flight to Danger. This is with the other uh in the first five. Hmm. Here's an interesting fact that I learned. So our featured creative this week is Walter Kremer, who is mm-hmm. he penciled this issue. He's the illustrator. He worked with Harvey Comics. And remember last time I said it looked like a Harvey comic. It looked like an old school. Oh, yeah. Well, not only did this guy work on all of the famous like Harvey comics, he is the co-creator of Richie Rich, one of the, oh, you know, no the way. most enduring characters. <laughs> yeah. So like after his time at Harvey creating Richie Rich and working on Casper and all those other characters, he popped over to this star imprint that Marvel had going and worked on Ewoks. So we're we're seeing the pencil work of, you know, the creator of Richie Rich, who is, you know, one of the most enduring comic book characters. That's funny. So pretty oh wild. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like small world. Small world. That's right. You know, that we realized 40 yeah. years later. Yeah. <laughs> That's how small it was. I know. Wow, oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, because it totally it totally looks like that. Yeah, it I mean, does. Color, it does. It's, yeah. It's like this is this is the kind of comics he deals in the color. The the way that I mean, we have people in this one. We have humans. I know. And so it's that like you, really you can see the way he draws them. You're like, whoa, OK. It's almost like somebody else drew the people. I know. I know that was really that really stood out to me because I, I wanted to ask you about this. Is this the only time we see people outside of that last episode when they're on the Death Star or whatever? Is this the only time we see like humanoid people in the cartoon? Even, right? I, I don't remember seeing like a dude. Do you? No, not in the first two seasons. I'm like trying to flip through the omnibus here. I don't think we really see people like humans until we get to droids. Yeah, that's when we. Yeah. That's when we really actually see. I mean, you kind of have to see people at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Death Star episode, like the final episode of the cartoon, you do, but you're kind of up on the planet. It just feels like a different thing. So to see like 
just like humanoid people yeah. chasing them through the woods of Endor, I thought was it just stood out to me. It startled me. It's interesting. That's right. The very last episode. But they're Star Wars people. So you just immediately accept it really with like, right. oh, there's people. Oh, okay. Yep. And then you just, you roll right into it. You roll. You know, this one, I was like, oh, people. Oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to why I, I, I Sorry, you know, I thought that way. But let's do it. But let's yeah, let's, uh, let's first, let's get through the uber detailed plot of Rites of Power, Ewoks number two. Wicket and Tebow are stuck on scout duty while Princess Nisa celebrates her birthday with Latara and the rest of the Bright Tree Village. Suddenly, Captain Krang and his band of Zorbian space pirates emerge from the forest on a quest to obtain a gemwood tree from the Ewoks. Wood from this tree is said to be the most valuable thing in the universe. Caught off guard while daydreaming, Tebow and Wicket are attacked. Tebow is incapacitated by a pirate's bolo, and Wicket manages to escape, though badly injured, to warn the village. The pirates scheme to set a trap for the village warriors. Meanwhile, back at the village, festivities are high as Nisa receives a gift prepared in advance by Wicket and Tebow and Logray. The gift is none other than Bega. Bega, Baga, Bega. <laughs> Nisa is given another gift by her father, Chief Chirpa. It is a ruling staff made from a branch of the gemstone tree. The village elders are furious of Chirpa's plans to elevate his daughter to chief when he's gone. Before a huge argument ensues, Wicket stumbles into the party with word of Tebow and the pirates. Immediately, the warriors are called up and leave. Unfortunately, leaving Nisa behind. With the village warriors all gone, Nisa and Logre tend to Wicket. The village warriors quickly find the spaceship and spot Tebow bound and gagged in front of it. The warriors swiftly untie Tebow, but are quickly trapped by the pirate's net. With all the warriors trapped, the pirates make their way to the village unhindered. Back at the village, Latara spots the incoming Zorbian pirates. Quickly, Nisa rallies the women and children of the camp to help combat the incoming pirates. When they arrive, several traps are waiting for them. All are ensnared or incapacitated, but the Zorbian leader, Krag. He corners Nisa after tripping Bega with his bolo, but before he can capture the princess, Latara dumps a huge kettle of honey on the pirate leader. With the village safe, the village elders now see why Chirpa planned to make Nisa their chief. Leadership does not only come from the ability to wield a spear. Wicket and Tebow have but one request from Princess Nisa, their future leader, to have a piece of cake. And with that, Nisa suddenly remembers that it's her birthday. Ah! Roll credits. Boom. Except there are no. It's, there's, no, there's no credits, but no there's credit. an emotional credit that rolls. At this point, page turn. We fade away into a <laughs> pixelated final, <laughs> final square, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. It is really strange so, that it's like that. It is really weird. Here's what strikes yeah. me about this one. I guess this is a prequel. I guess this is set before the whole series. One hundred percent. It's got to be. I mean, did you yeah. look at Bega? Bega looks like a uh, unicorn almost right. in this yeah. one. Like really, like a lot of hair. Yeah. 
But I feel like Baga was like there right from the beginning. Baga. I don't think this is I don't think this predates his appearance. And and the whole concept of Nisa taking over as chief is just like established in the show. They're like, yeah, Nisa's taking over as chief. Yeah, I think that's just known that that's Yeah, so happen. this kind of has to be set before. I yeah, and I and I went back and looked at like the conversation that was had because I was just like, was it that he didn't consult the elders? Yeah. But then there was the well, we've never had a female chief before. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, oh, well, maybe that's it that they're, you know, they're upset at that. I think it really was the fact that they were not expecting it to be Nisa. But, you know, wouldn't they have known that already? Yeah. Like, I, is yeah, this a significant was, birthday then? Well, you know, like. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I think it is because she's a girl and they're like, mm -hmm. we must have a man. Because I'm pretty sure in other things that we've read, it was kind of established that Chief Chirpa's father was chief and so it seems like That's it true. is yeah. like a you know whatever a dynasty or, or whatever yeah when low gray was a young a young one remember we yeah. had a uh, flashback and yeah sherpa's father was right chief at that so time. it's like That's if the funny. if the leadership role is passed down from generation to generation they're just like this is an upset because you know yeah. he doesn't have a son but i just thought that whole thing about like i feel like we got more character developed and, and like interesting things about like the ewok society than we got in all of the show i know you and know. it teased it and then it yeah. was kind of like oh oh yeah yeah uh, i mean i guess they they did kind of come around to it with like the elders being like all right yep here's your staff you know yeah you, we agree or you showed us that you know i thought that was good yeah when it's sort of up to her against crag and she like you know shows that she is worthy or whatever they're like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. all right all right all right so, no, I thought that was cool. What is your impressions of this one? This Ewoks? Well, when when we first saw, like, the, the creature thing, I was like, okay, so we're introducing new. And when it was like, it's Baga, I was kind of like, oh, okay. So we're, like, kind of, well, this is a flashback, essentially. This whole issue yeah. was, like, a flashback. So I thought, like, seeing Baga's origins were cool. And then when it rolled into basically, like, Nisa year one, I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. So yeah. No, I was a fan. I really feel like all the pieces to this. I liked seeing people. Uh, mm -hmm. I liked having the whole, like, Nisa's got to step up here, you know, with this, like, yep. important birthday. I liked seeing how Baga came into their lives and stuff. And I liked the little line about how Wicked and Tebow had been secretly training Baga this whole time so that, you know, she'd be ready and everything. So I was really happy with this one. I thought it was yeah. cool. I, it felt like a more detailed story than... We, we saw a lot in season two. Yeah, that's true. I think it's I right on what par with the first like. issue. Yeah, I think it would have been a good episode. A, a good episode. I think it would have been a good episode, too. Yeah, I, I think they would have. I, I, man, I really wish they did have this one like before we even saw Baga. But we saw Baga like I think we saw Baga the first episode. I think so. I think so. It was like yeah. the, one of the first things in the first episode, wasn't it? Like, wasn't Baga like. So running crazy through the yeah. village or something like that. You're probably right that there wasn't a whole lot of like communication and stuff, but I feel like maybe the one criticism I would have is that because it's our, it's dealing with things that were pretty well established. We could have just had like one scene of Nisa being like, Oh, remember that birthday I had flashback, 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 or like, yeah, like something like that, I think would have been nice. You hate but... to see it happen when there's an opportunity for creative teams to kind yeah. of, well, I mean, that's that's what we get now, right? Isn't everything, every Marvel thing out there, every DC thing. Star Wars, The people too. making the right. movies are, yeah, the Star Wars people, everyone's like, 
you know what what last time I, I or a couple times ago I realized that oh the um that ship that they were on the uh Halcyon is also the name of the hotel at yeah. Disney <laughs> right. and I'm like oh yeah. You know, that's almost like it's too much, you yeah, know, and that, it is. that was really, it I don't is. know, I still think it's Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It doesn't like, it doesn't really affect the enjoyment of the issue. I just feel like that might have been a thing that would kind of frame it a little bit better because they had to be like, we are going to tell an origin story about these elements. So exactly. Yeah. Well, what was your uh, Oak of Arc moment? For me, it was the, it was the pirate's armor, the oh, clothing. Yeah. That, like, I, I feel like. That era, or, or or every science fiction thing has like the quintessential Roman soldier <laughs> yeah. enemy in it. I mean, just think of like Star Trek: The Original Series, yep. where you're like have that one episode where like, oh, okay, there's Romans, and like th- th- that like whole kilt and battle sash with helmet is just done to death. Like mm-hmm. it, every comic has that from this era and drawn in this style too. Yeah. And so it's strange to me that like Star Wars was out. This is 1985. Yeah. Like you had a, a basis of which to draw an alien and you drew him with a skirt and a commando sash that looks like it's a bandolier that would hold bullets, but they're yeah. holding bolos instead. I, and so it's just, it's I, why? And then helmets. I, I don't know that that to me is like, come on, really? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I saw it and thought it was very He-Man like. It's very know, He-Man like. like. I that's feel what, like yeah, that's, that's just what it looks like, you yeah. know, like a villain and He-Man because it had like, yeah, the little booty shorts and you know, boots, like, boots with like the, yeah, the like fur. a fuzzy boot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. I think they do have that, right? They do. They yeah. totally do. I yeah. just saw that and thought, oh, okay, so we're doing oh, a He-Man thing. All they right. have bolos and stone hatchets, but they came in a spaceship. It's like Flash <laughs> Gordon. It's like, you know, like, dude, did you even watch Star Wars? <laughs> what about what about you? What was yours? You know, when uh, when it's just Nisa, when everybody else is captured and she's like going to go for it and Card comes in and is like, take me to the tree. And then she like bites his hand. I thought that was just like a really weird moment. Oh, yeah. It, it just seemed she has the spear and everything like she could have. It's like we're trying to tell this story about like Nisa's ready and they they give her this like very childish thing to do. And it's the yeah. only time anything like that happened. So I just felt like that was kind of a weird choice in that moment yeah maybe that's to show like her tenacity or something maybe you know because we are kind of spotlighting nisa this episode yeah so i don't know maybe that was just like a small thing but yeah it it does like you're a tiny little bear to this guy and you just bit his hand (laughs) like it did take him off yeah (laughs) yeah what about uh your ichiwawa oh i mean it's gotta be the just the 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 Nisa origin. I really liked seeing all yeah. that. I liked I liked seeing Chirpa kind of give her the staff and kind of announce, okay, this is mm-hmm. happening. And then, you know, the pushback and then her kind of like rallying and rising to it and winning everybody over. I just thought that was really cool. You know, in the show, yeah. you know, I feel like we kind of complained a lot in the cartoon about how there was never really a central character. And we didn't get to see a lot of like... Wicket was always trying to be a warrior, but most of the time it was like, ooh, I tripped and accidentally solved the problem. Yeah. So, like, for Nisa to get kind of a star turn here and actually, like, 
succeed in a cool and heroic way. I felt like, yeah, all right. Yeah, and it wasn't like a... I feel like in the show when the episodes were about like the girls, it was always like like what was that one Latara episode? Where yeah, it was about Latara, and it was like I like shiny things. Oh, right. the gold, and it's just like oh, yeah, you know, like you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that was just like easy thing to do. It was too they easy felt, to I think, that. especially with Latara, but they did a lot of like, okay, we're gonna do the quote girl plot now, and it's girl, like that's what it I felt have like. To find my yeah. makeup, you know. So it was cool. Yeah. That Nisa got a moment that was not that. And it was her birthday, and like this is, I mean, I'm assuming now that this is a significant birthday, right? Seems it almost like seems it. like, okay, yeah, this like is a like rite her, of passage kind of birthday. A rite of passage, yeah. or like, this is her, you know, okay, now you're 18 years old. Now it's like, all right, I'm announcing that like she is old enough, and I believe that she's old enough and, and wise enough that when I am gone, which is kind of creepy, I kind of went back to that frame and I was just like, okay. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what about you what was your ichiwawa moment what do me, you got for me it was uh baga baga yeah baga yeah i can never say that, that was right. cool that it was, was baga when moment. that yeah when it was like baga and the girls and i was just like huh. it was pretty cool a little disappointed at the way baga looks but i was very i was very surprised that it was baga I yeah that was well cool. that that kind of looked like 80s my little pony like the the yes. vibe that that was getting like the colors and the hair and everything did have kind of mm -hmm. a you know it's sort of that chunky my little pony look from that i time. know in a in a comic that has lots of orange they chose baga to be pink probably like pinky purple. purple sort of yeah pinky there's a lot of reds yeah. and stuff too so it was kind of a, a lot kind of, of flashy color but anyway yeah. well how many yub nubs do you give this one you know i kind of like this one and I think the plot was simple. I felt like it could have done better with the whole Nisa becoming the chief. Mm. You know, that was something because that's that's something we know is, you know, coming along right. down the line. It would have been fun to progress that storyline a little bit better. I don't know. I, I, I'll give it like a four, four and a half in there, yeah. maybe four, two, five. Because yeah. I enjoyed it. I did. I really enjoyed it. I, even with the, the, the silly way the pirates were drawn. Because, I mean, first yeah. of all, they don't even look like pirates. Yeah, pirates yeah. was an interesting name get, for them, wasn't it? Yeah. We get the Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian yeah. Season 3, where there are pirates in it. And they literally made them look like sea pirates. Right. And I was like, all right, <laughs> way too far with the whole yeah. pirate thing. We get yes. it. Pirates are well, we pirates used, because of... We could have used a dash of that here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're pirates because of their occupation, not the way the way okay. they look. Where these guys, it was just like, all right, I, they look like gladiators to me yeah. almost. They do. You know? Yeah. So, Full human. but yeah, I don't know. What about you? What, yeah, what you I, I'm right there. I was kind of honestly, I'm, I'm on the fence about maybe giving it a five because I feel like, Ooh. I know, I just feel like all the pieces were there. We got to see different things. You know what? I am. I'm going to say five. I'm oh, going to say five. I did it. I think this is. I think this is the benchmark. We'll despite, see. Despite the bite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the worst like... thing, when you think the worst thing is the bite, that's probably pretty good. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It all looked good. It's good use of characters. So yeah, I'm. I'm happy with it. Oh yep. man. It's... We'll see if we're this happy with uh, Droids Episode Three, Trigon Unleashed, because I haven't been having a good time with the Droids episodes. So. Yeah. You know what's funny though? I I, I do do like these Ewok um, comics, but I find them difficult to rate. Yeah. Right. Because I, I'm constantly wishing like, Oh, this would have been a good episode. Yeah. Like I probably would have rated this episode pretty high. Yeah. 
you know, if it were an, if it were an actual episode. And I wonder if your the scene you didn't like would have been different as an animated Maybe. scene rather than, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, they might so. have been able to sell it a little better. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's a very minor complaint. So I you yeah, know. and I'm picking apart the smallest things and. But you that's know, your I brand. Do do. That's, that's your my. Brand. Yeah, that's what I do. You have that's what to. I do. I you will find to. it and I, I will know. exploit it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will point it out. Oh man! I would never doubt you. I would never doubt you. <laughs> the fur okay. boots, man. The I know those fur boots. <laughs> yep. They they knew what they were doing when they made those fur boots. They hey, can you go back to the spaceship and get my stone hatchet? I forgot it. Yep. <laughs> hey, yep. Well, just make, why don't we just make you a new one here with plenty of rocks and sticks? Like, yeah, oh, man. Uh, okay, well, uh, we're done with Ewoks for this week. And so yes. watch along with us, Droids Episode 3, Trigon Unleashed. That's what we're talking about next time. I'll see you then, my friend. I will see you then. Oh, felt like a threat. Oh, well, don't threaten me with a no. Threaten me with a good time. Threat, don't you? I'm not, don't you? I'm not sure. Threaten me with a good time. I don't time. know. Oh, I'm okay. not sure. I'll see you then. Okay. <laughs> this Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include previously on X Men, '90s music got me like, and 9021. Here we go. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.